What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What up, my moviegoers? How we doing this week? So this week, we're going to be taking a look at... The Black uh, Phone. What is this phone? What is this movie about? This movie is this kid is uh, gets a phone call from a bunch of other little kids from the Never Neverland that Peter left him at and shows him high skills. So what his little sister with the psychic abilities is when is Wendy. Wendy. Yes. <laughs> That's messed up. That's, that's, <laughs> this is wrong. Um, <laughs> no. So we do have a movie today we're reviewing is Black Phone um, in which basically it's a. Uh, Shows you the tale of a of a kid from a small town, in which they're experiencing uh, boys missing, um, and unfortunately, the main character in this one is one of those boys. Now, something about this boy particularly is that he comes from a family of what apparently it looks to be psychics, because uh, his mom used to have some kind of ability. His sister clearly has some kind of ability, and a bunch of empaths. A bunch of empaths. Now, this the. The child in question, in this case, his name was Finn. Um, apparently, he didn't, I don't think he knew he had this ability until he actually was kidnapped by uh, the character who they just called the Grabber. Yes. So, um, I think, the like, uh, so this is a good, I, I, I really enjoy this movie. It's, uh, like, a, how did we describe it before? It was a coming-of-age horror movie. Coming-of-age supernatural horror movie. Yes. The reason that has that kind of uh, long tail end, yeah, because <laughs> you know, because the thing is, in movies, usually what happens is the character goes through something and survives here and there. But in this one, it looks like the kid has to go through the transformation as far as becoming, you know, growing up in order to do it. Um, because obviously, if you're if you're listening, that means you watched it because it's a spoilerful edition. Uh, the act, the main character, is able to communicate with every other boy that has passed away in that room. Based on a phone that is not connected. Yes. So each one of them teaches him a way to progress, how to become stronger. Because this, I, th- I didn't see it that way though. What do you mean? I because I, for my understanding, yeah. I felt like they weren't teaching him except for the last one that taught him how to fight. All the other ones said, "Oh, this is how I try to escape. These are the tools I left behind." see if this helps you but it was like puzzle pieces for the ultimate escape without him knowing it no but without it him put the pieces together towards the end so there was two i believe two other boys that that were involved aside from the main the first one who was the kid he played against in a baseball game yeah and the um and the the one that he actually knew his, right? his friend one of his, his friends friend, exactly but if you notice each one of them did provide him with a with more of encouragement for him to to find his inner strength in a sense. Was the first one like, yo, what was it? Your arm is, um, it's a rocket or something. Yeah. You got a rocket, you know, something like, like each one of them did in some way, their own way, encourage him. There was one that was just violent, but he was basically telling him like, you can, you know, like in a way, just tell him you can do it, you know, go with the violence of it, go with like, uh, the fight. You are a fighter. You just never, you know, just choose not to fight, which is the last thing, you know, it's like each one of them is helping him grow as a person. They just, they're giving him, information about the room but they also give him their opinion about him surviving yeah because in all honesty think about it you're 
what it what was the reason for each one of them helping him? Technically, you're dead. They're dead. They're not going anywhere. They're not gonna. They wanted him to survive. They want exactly. They wanted him to survive. So no matter what their initial, I feel like it's like their way of closure. Because if he lived, then they they get to pass on. I just but like the only way that for him to live is that the other guy had to go. I just think that like one because exactly each one of them wanted one of them like one of them wanted him to re- the kid to realize that he was he was amazing, which is the first the first one that he spoke to. The the angry one, the one that was always violent, wants revenge, and he needed him to create carry out the revenge. His friend at the end, obviously, it's his friend, but he needed him to realize that he is a fighter, even though he fought for him. Even though he he said he himself like, listen, yeah. I hung out with you not because you were somehow weak and I had to protect you, no, because I saw a fighter in you. Yeah, that's how he described it. Because you always you always got back up. He never he never backed down, even though he was getting beat up. That's what I'm saying. So like he, it was a really good story though. It was. That's what I'm saying. It was a very good story, and I love the the interaction between the father and the daughter got me as well, just because the first time you you see the daughter and the father interact, I hated the father. I was like, how like. It's the fact that he's hitting her with a belt, whatever, like that. And I know it's bad. And I'm not saying that it's justified. But, you know, you're just like, oh, man, this guy's disgusting. Yeah. And But then you, there's another part. And I'm not saying that it justified it, but it kind of gave more context. It, it gives me more context into what his mindset, which was. Yeah. Which, uh, sorry, which was. Because apparently he starts to tell a story about why. Because when his daughter approached him the second time, and basically was very careful in how she approached it. Was like, listen, I, you know, I, I have this visions, and I don't know, you know, like stuff like that. The father, instead of getting angry, gave context, mm-hmm. which was, you know, basically his his wife had the same ability, but she took it to a really dark place. Yeah. So yeah, what he did was disgusting out of fear. He was he was he was the fear of her having of his daughter uh, doing the same thing, have, having the same experience, and. I guess the only way he had to do it was to beat it out of her, which is again not justified. No, it's I not get, justified. I, I get the. I. I. I can. I, it's almost like you're not. You're not. You know. You're not justifying what he does, but you get the context of why he, like of the uh, of. You don't agree with what fear. he's doing, but you understand why he's doing it, based on his experience of what he had with his wife that he doesn't want his, frustration, fear. Yeah, what they, he doesn't want his daughter to relive. But I do like the. Let's say I did like the, the interaction. The first one... Oh, the like, daughter was fucking phenomenal. No, she was funny and she was strong and she was like... She was I, a I, badass. I, I, the, I just like that scene because it got it, it kind of bridged that, that gap that him and his daughter had. And, and obviously, after that, she, he was on her page. So I was I was all for it. And I liked it. That's something that was my favorite. This FYI, that's my favorite quote was that speech he gave about the mother. I don't, I don't have a favorite quote for you with that one. No, it's fine. But yeah, that was my favorite one. But... Um, yeah, and it, the movie took a different toll than I thought it was going to be. Like, completely different thing. Because I'm thinking that the whole time he's trying to figure out a way to escape. Oh. That really threw me for a loop. I, that was thing I didn't realize what he was trying to do. I thought he literally was just trying to figure out a way to escape the whole time. But he would. Like, he really wasn't. Like, he, 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 he was preparing. More like they were, but he understood it because he was smart. They, they were just preparing him for war. For this battle, that's something he like. I, that's something I thought they were just trying to teach him how to survive and whatever. No, they were. It was survival, but at the same time, and it was they wanted him to kill him. Yeah, and that's exactly the way we we went straight for. Because at the part where he kind of had him and he could have ran out and that would have been fine. Nope. He's not going to run after him. Nope, he stood there and took his life. Yes, 
and he took it for all those boys. And I love the fact that like that was another thing that I thought was interesting, which was that um, he was an empath as well. Something, yeah. He he basically he was, he was an empath. What he told him is like they told him is like he can hear the phone. He just chooses to ignore it. Yeah. So. I love the fact that basically because he knew that he was gonna have to face the demons of the boys, yeah. If he if he answered the phone, but then so when he so when he put the phone right to his ear, the phone's for you. Yeah. Goodbye, <laughs> motherfucker. Bye, puto. I was like, damn. Okay, we're going straight there. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, it went straight there. It was fun. All right, can I say one thing? Go ahead, say two things. Two things. I'll say multiple things. <laughs> I don't know about you, but ever since Moon Knight and this movie, I want Ethan Hawke to do more villainous. I think he has, he has the capability, but I don't know. I've wanted him to do it since, um. Well, Gattaca? No. No, he was a different person than Gattaca. No, no, but I'm saying. No, since Purge. I thought he was brilliant. Like, for me, that was, that was, like, Purge, the first one especially, was a good, it was okay movie, it was a good movie, but he, he had one scene that was just wonderful. And then he did, um, he did the Purge, and then he did. The uh, um, the one where they moved to the house, um, sinister. Yes, is it sinister? Yeah, sinister. And I thought that was brilliant as well. Like I, I get, I watch a lot of like low budget movies with him, like not always big, but I watch low budget movies, and they're not always hitters. Like uh, day Daybreak is one, I believe it's day, little Daybreak. Daybreakers, yeah. Daybreak was one I really didn't care for. I like the idea. I wish it would have been better, but no, you know. And then the other one that I didn't really care for, there was one, it had to do with time travel, so it's fine, but, you know. Uh, uh, predestination. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Like, once I saw the whole, like, it was one of those movies I was invested, and then I saw the ending, and I was but like, let's Let's see, he's, me. he's in, he's in, um, Knives Out, Glass Onion's Knives Out. Which one? The, the next Knives Out movie. Which I think was brilliant. Oh my gosh, the trailer for that I was I haven't just, seen Let's oh, not talk. I haven't seen it, so don't. No, no, no. Okay, no. I wait. know he's in the cast of it, so I, w- I would like to see if he's a he's a villain in that one. Dude, just look at the ca- when you get a chance. Look at the cast overall for that movie. Oh man, but yeah, yeah. but um, no, sorry. I did think it was a good movie. I thought it was a great. Actually, no, I thought it was a great movie. I think it's a great introduction to, to horror because it wasn't really scary, and it's good for because the only things that were supernaturally scary were more just motivating versus. But I I don't know who did the. Because the thing that caught everybody's attention, the thing that really kind of just just excelled it to the next level was the masks, which I thought oh, was yeah. crazy. Like it wasn't even makeup; it was just these really elaborate masks and interchangeable too. And the thing is, it really wasn't a hundred percent explained, but I don't think it needed to be. But now, look, because how terrifying, how crazy the masks were, it's going to be in the, in the a prequel. Uh, no, not just a prequel. It's going to be in the in the Universal Hall uh, and Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's and I'm my head, I'm like, what? Like, when I saw the black phone was going to be in there, like, wait, what was a black phone that would be, like, scary? Like, but then I'm like, those masks. Mask. Yeah. I, w- I would like to see if, what, what comes. I think I think I read somewhere that they're going to do a prequel or something along the lines of the story behind the mask or where it came from to see if it's something at, like, cult-like bases, like people of a belief system wear these masks because of this certain reasons. So that would be a great. You know thing. what would be no. You know would be a forget prequel. You know would be a good sequel to this movie. What? So somebody else moves into the house. Black beeper. <laughs> somebody else moves into the house and they they start to discover the person who lived there, which is this guy, and they start finding the masks. And then basically he's talking to he, 
Ethan Hawke is the one that's trying to convince him to go yeah. out and kill. Through the black phone. Yeah. So he tries to scare or convince, like, or even better, let's say a family. Is it like Sinister? I guess. Or you can do it. <laughs> I was like, wait, are we talking Sinister now? No, no, but also, also well, not not like, not kids to go out, but it, you can also go another route, which is a family was in with a kid, and the kid is, like, being haunted by this guy because he wants to, like, kill him. Mm. I know it's not as appealing, but I like yeah, the, I like the idea appealing. of him. I've kind of like uh, uh, um, the one. Remember Ryan Reynolds did that one. Um, Enemy of the Horror. Enemy of the Horror, where that was what it was. It was like. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Enemy of the Horror. Yes. Huh? They get influenced by the, 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 the demon ghost for, and the, the forces. Yeah. So it would be interesting if that's the case. And then the next guy puts on the masks and like mask. Yeah. So something like that would be fun. Or, or, or let's say if it was not a ghost. Or. Let's, or. Let's say if it's not a ghost, but let's say a family moves in and he had a diary of all his thoughts. And it was like a troubled teen that, that empathizes with him and understands him. Like, damn, this person gets me. Or I get him because he's like me. And then he ultimately comes to the conclusion of like, if that's what he did, I should do that too. Hmm. So then that, that eliminates the supernatural a little bit. Okay. But then brings back the, 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 the story behind the mask and then the grabber relives. <laughs> oh man. Damn, damn. Like you just get that really weird overtone opera song at the end when he opens up the thing like Yeah. Little glowing light. But yeah, the movie was amazing and I love the fact that it's based off a short story. So I think the book the short story was about like a few pages. Yeah. And just that alone, you get this fucking movie. I love when they expand. I like when they expand. Short stories to make, like, home movies kind of like. Yes. Uh, like, uh, Stephen King uh, adaptations are like that. No, Stephen King movies, they cut down. No, 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 no. Not all of them, but there are some that are literally. I forgot which one it was. It, it was It was cut down. No, 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 wait. There was one I remember reading about that literally was just one of one of uh, Stephen King's, like, short stories. The Thinning. Story. Was it Thinning? I think it was The Thinning. I, I got to look into it, but there was a couple that were just kind of like that, where they were short stories that he just wrote, and he got expanded into a whole like thing, like a whole movie. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I know most of. I know a few of those short stories that got. I don't know which ones. But you know which one I feel it is. Which, which, what I even really looking into it just because of the quality of work, which was uh, uh, cat eyes. Not cat eyes. Uh, cat eyes. Uh, it was the other one, the um, Sleepwalker. Okay. I thought that was a full book. No, again, I might be wrong. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to remember, but because I, I, I thought I'm pretty sure that I thought the thinning was a short story that got mm-hmm. expanded. And I thought Cat Eyes was another one. I didn't. Maybe you're right. Maybe no. I just thought because of the quality of work, it kind of was. I wonder if that was really one of his long. What about the one with uh, um, the people on the uh, on the plane that they go into, basically like kind of like a alternative universe type thing? Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember that one? I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember. But that. I do remember the story. I remember all the actors and everything. I just can't remember the exact name of the uh, that specific story. All right. So let's give this movie a rating. Let's see. All right. So out of five Nickies, I'll give this a four. Four Nickies. It's, it, it delivered beautifully. Mm-hmm. It would, it's everything you would expect for... Uh, you would want elements that you would want from a supernatural horror movie that doesn't overdo it or goes over the top. It has a great story with it. The actors played wonderfully. I love the little girl because one of my favorite moments is that she prayed 
uh, to God to be like, listen, I need to help find my brother. Please give me visions. Help me find him. The next morning, she doesn't have any visions. And she's like, what the fuck, God? What the fuck, Jesus? I was like, yo, this little girl is oh, fucking out the top. She's tripping, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yo, you're messing with Jesus over here, buddy. Come down. No, I'll give it a four for sure. It's uh, definitely something. I probably would be okay watching it once in the movies. But, like, it's it feels like a great movie to watch uh, in a nice big TV at home with yeah. a bunch of people. Like, definitely. Something that'll, you know, spooky, but definitely entertaining. Yeah, I give it a four. All right, so we got four Nickies for the black form where you can find it at Peacock right now viewing. Or if you want to get throw a little bit of money over them, you could go to Amazon Prime and rent it yourself as well. And like that, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. And like always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. At from my mom's garage or you can email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com and as always tell a friend send a friend bring a friend see you next week later <laughs>